If what I saw is true, war is on its way. And here we go. Yes, the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book, book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullets for Nerds New Book. Your host Leroy, aka and I fucked it up. I told you I'm gonna fuck it up. Good job. <laughs> I did it, but I almost had it. You know what? I got caught up into. I was like, "What the fuck am I supposed to be doing next?" <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> Hi. Now back to there you July go. because it's back. It's October, so there you go. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Greetings and salutations. This is Eli, aka Jar Jar Bubblicious. There we go. And I guess I'll do a thing because, yeah, uh, this is Leroy, a.k.a. the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. So, <laughs> boom, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Happy yeah. Indigenous People's Day. Tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. You bet. I hope you better not say it. You better not say it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Indigenous People's Day. Exactly. Be sure, be sure everybody leave a piece of fry bread out in your stockings for Johnny Depp. <laughs> because he is one and 32nd native. So. <laughs> Just oh, his grandpa. On his, right on his grandma cousin's side, yeah, so yeah, got so just the tip. Yeah, that was saying. So nobody would you because I just want to say one thing about Christopher Columbus. That fuck him for one thing. National fuck Chris Columbus Day. Because not only here's what I'm pissed off about. Not only about the raping and the pillaging, and the fact that he claimed that he discovered a country that he never stepped foot on. Look it up. He didn't even step foot in America. Main thing, we don't even get paid for today. Like, how do they pay? It's not a thing. So it's not even a dude, bank man. holiday, yeah. Not even a bank holiday. So fuck that dude, man. You know what? So here's what I want to do. Since Chris Columbus gave such a bad name for Italians and it's National Indigenous Day, I want to kill two birds with one stone, Eli. I want to celebrate Sylvester Stallone, who's an Italian, <laughs> playing a Native American John J. Rambo. There you go. There you go. So there you go. We have been redeemed. So, <laughs> so, but don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I want to thank all our listeners, especially the AI. We there love the go. AI. Yes. Shout yeah. out to the AI. Shout out to the AI. If nobody else loves us, they love us. So, what are yeah. we even here for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a marking spile. So, yeah, that's all. So, that being said, we're going to move on to the next part of the podcast. But, like I said, Eli, before we get into it, we got a bunch of show, but you know, we got to do our due diligence. Yeah. Yeah, a, a plethora, a plethora of content. Plethora of content because first thing we got to do, we have to uh, do our thirty seconds of NFL showdown. So let's just let's just throw that in there. Yeah. Oh, and I was able to turn the volume down on the time. So that's pretty good. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about is uh, football. We got to just fill the time for thirty seconds. So I want to give a shout out to Cliff. No, I want to give my condolences to Cliff, longtime listener, uh, aka Living Tribunal, aka Fish Fry. Uh, because <laughs> all I know is that when I was watching the Dallas San Francisco game, Dallas was getting the brakes beat off of him. I don't even know what the score was. I just cut the shit off, like you know, before the fourth quarter was over with. So that's all I got to say about that. Did San Francisco win then? I think oh it's, man, it, it's ugly. It's they're ugly. undefeated, aren't they? Undefeated? I, I don't know their score. All I know is that they got the shit beat out. I mean, like 
Cowboys, just leave. Just, just go ahead and leave. You know? <laughs> uh, but guess what, Eli? They sent uh they announced what's gonna be on the next cover of Madden. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and shout out to y'all, man, because I think y'all played Taylor Swift boyfriend today. Yeah, Vikings got beat by Taylor Swift's boyfriend today. <laughs> right. And y'all and y'all try to take him out the game. <laughs> <laughs> and you still couldn't do that. You couldn't even do that. You had one job. Think about it. You would have took him out. No more Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's been a rough season for us. <laughs> I mean, if y'all would have took him out, there would have been no more Taylor Swift for the rest of the season. That would have been it. Y'all could do that. Y'all heard him. He came back on probably a broken foot or something like that. Still scored on you. So one of the many uh, fuck ups that the Vikings keep doing. <laughs> uh, you had one job, Eli. You had one job. <laughs> All right. Let me say. I think we have filled. We filled our quota. We filled our quota. Like I said, that's all that's all we know about foosball. That's it. So yeah, we're gonna move on to the next part of the podcast. All right. So, like I said, a bunch of TV shows dropped this weekend. We actually not even gonna talk about all the stuff we saw. Cause honestly, like I was off all week and all I did just watch TV. There you go. And play Starfield. But yeah. <laughs> are you I'll digging the, are you digging the game better now? Or no? no. I'll talk about Starfield next week. And I, I okay. I'm gonna really dig into it, but I don't want to get it. Gets fun. It needs about you need because they, they told me fun, the game man. gets fun. 12 hours in so i'm eight hours in right now I'm like this shit fucking sucks man but they say four more hours so i'm, I'm waiting but anyway we're gonna move past that all right so like i said we both saw some tv shows but i'm gonna jump up with the tv show that i saw first so the tv show that i saw was oh yeah we are starting with that loki season we're gonna start with loki season two we're gonna start with loki season two. Allie? really i messed that up i'll fix it in post doesn't matter. <laughs> I, matter of fact, I think I missed it. I'll probably put a Soka premiere. But anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we got uh, Loki season two premiere. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you, I know everybody's been waiting for another Marvel thing to come out. Like, we haven't had Marvel in so long. I miss Marvel. And Eli, they acting like Secret Invasion like wasn't a thing. Or like Guardians. It wasn't, didn't come out a couple months ago. Like... <laughs> Or some shit. So Guardians, I understand, you know. But Secret Invasion was like not too long ago. It was like right there. So it's it's funny how like all Marvel fans have. Oh, I messed it up again. I'm trying to talk and spell the same time. It's funny how the uh Marvel fans have collectively just completely deleted uh civil civil uh, what's not Civil Invasion, Secret War, Civil Invasion. <laughs> Hey, Secret that didn't even be a new thing, Marvel. I'm giving you ideas, Marvel. <laughs> Let's see how fucking up this time. Whatever it is. Oh, well, leave it at that. That's all it means. All right. So I know I misspelled it. I don't care. Let's keep going. Uh, the point we want to talk about here is Loki season two premiere. And what I want to talk about this, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of Loki season one. I know Loki season one was everybody's favorite thing. It says the greatest thing Marvel ever did. I like, sorry. But I will say this. That last episode was the greatest thing disney plus ever did marvel wise marvel wise he like so that's what i'm saying so that being said it comes into season one season two and basically what season two is that it just pretty much established the status quo of where everybody is right now that's that's what's going on right now which is what you expect they really do too much it was just that and that's it you know uh, i'm trying to see what you got now one thing that did because like i said there were some things that happened off screen that constantly we have to address jonathan majors so oh, yeah. Jonathan Majors didn't show up in this one, but it was like everybody was running around screaming shit like that. Oh, Jonathan Majors coming. Let's get the fuck up out of here. He's going to kill us all. You know, and it's funny because when you think about all this shit that happened to him in real life and how you're doing this, like it, it hits harder now. 
So he's playing a piece of shit. So Marvin, nothing else. He's playing a piece of shit. Keep keep playing. Art imitating life. Yeah, it's just like it hits a little harder now. So yeah. Uh, also want to bring up your boy. Um, short round. Short round. Yeah, he he did his thing. He was there. He was acting in a role, doing what he does. I mean, they. But you watch the commercials and everything like that. That makes it seem like it's his show now. Like it's just, you know, short round and Loki and friends. You know, like that. But because because you know why. Because he won the Oscar for what was that? Everything all at once. That yeah. shit. So which well deserved. He acted his yeah. ass off the entire time in the movie. So there's no place like he deserved that shit. I, I don't know who he ran up against, but no way they beat him. Yeah, and, and Disney just like got their holds all over him because he was in uh American Born Chinese earlier this was, year. But my thing is I think I think he recorded all that stuff before he won the Oscar. So they're like, let's just get him. He's cheap, let's get him in there. And now that he won the Oscar, they're like, Oh, put this guy up front. Just just throw him in there so but like i said he's he's good in loki he's he's doing his thing he's just like a it guy or some shit like that so he's cool you know but they, they but disney wants to make it like this is the reason to watch this show like i guess so <laughs> so if, if you like loki it's more loki that's it it really wasn't they really didn't do much they didn't establish plot anything like just put everything back where it was right before they fucked everything up now and now kang's running around and shit like that and that's the show so yeah that's what I like really tell you. So yeah, Loki right. season two. Cool. You, you okay. if I know why I'm selling you on it. You if you sold on, you already watched it. So yeah. So it should have been a Doctor Doom show, but that's just me. But <laughs> it should have been like that. That's the that's the problem I had with the first Loki show. It's like you're doing all this TVA time travel shit. What it has to do with Loki? Yeah. Like you just took a guy that you had nothing to do and just stuck him in there. You could have did this. You could have just put She Hulk in this. And Doom and Kang. Think about Doom yeah. and Kang, buddy, buddy, buddy flick. <laughs> Bill and Kang's excellent venture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> why does that? Why? I, why would I watch the shit out of that? <laughs> Party on Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Doom and Kang's excellent adventure and bogus journey and all. Your bogus journey, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Eli, you, you're up now because this was a special request. This was okay. a special request for yes, this. Yes, this so. goes out to my boss. He, he specifically yeah. long, requested. long time, long time, little bit. My yes. boss say. He wants some shit done. We, we got to do it. We got to honor yeah. it. So, yeah. Shout out to my boss. Thanks for listening. And this is for you. The Ahsoka season finale. And I really enjoyed this episode. Why? Because what? We, okay. we had zombie stormtroopers. <laughs> okay. And I realize now that people were, were speculating on whether or not there was zombie. They, the show wanted to be a surprise. They were when they rose up and started doing that shit. We were supposed to be like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Well, when that I was part like, was- what the yeah. yeah, that part where Sabine like shot the, the mask out. Yeah. Shot that one in the face and the mask broke and you saw like the skull and the teeth. I was right. like, oh shit. You know, so that I thought that was pretty dope. So yeah, seeing, it, so like, it was it was supposed to be shocking for everybody. So yeah, right. so seeing zombie stormtroopers was pretty fucking cool. Like I said, they've been they've been on the Clone Wars before. Um it was a worm though that kind of like controlled, you know, some of the clone troopers and made them come back from the dead. But there's also a novel which I just started reading the other day called Death Troopers, and it's about so, okay. Yeah, when when did this novel come out? Like during the zombie trend of the 2010s or whatever. You know, so when Walking Dead was a big. So this is this before, is before Disney. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. yeah, So it came out. Yeah, when Walking Dead was a big thing, and they were making all they was pumping out all these zombie movies and shit. Star mm-hmm. Wars jumped on the zombie trend and came out with this novel called death troopers and it's about a virus that turns that breaks out on a star destroyer and um 
makes people die. They reanimate. You know, turns the whole crew, the whole fleet of Imperials into zombies. A lot of that crew is stormtroopers. And then a prison barge rolls up on the on the derelict Star Destroyer and um, to collect parts and ends up getting, you know, attacked by the zombie plague, the zombie stormtroopers. And I just learned like yesterday or the day before I was reading Han Solo and Chewbacca are in this. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they popped up in the book. They are prisoners on that barge. So Han and it kind of gives you a timeline of where it's where yeah, supposed to take place. Yeah, so, it's yeah. probably before a new hope. Um, Han and Chewie are just, you know, outlaws in the galaxy. They happen to be in jail. And um, yeah, so they get it's Han and Chewie and some prisoners uh fighting zombie stormtroopers. Pretty cool so far. Fun, stupid shit. I know it ain't canon, but it is cool to see that but, shit. But that's the thing Ahsoka. because it's it's funny how you say that because like I said, Dave, you know him better than I do. But just a brief interview I saw from him, it's like he's he's mining the EU. Like it's not mm-hmm. canon, but if you see some shit he like, yeah, take give me that, give me that, give me that. That's the thing like what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, so it was cool to see that action scene, like seeing Sabine like with a with a blaster and a lightsaber, just <laughs> that, <laughs> that whole sequence was dope. Um and um as far as like uh I think my only gripe is I feel like Thrawn as a whole, and this is my review of the season as a whole, I felt Mm -hmm. Thrawn was a bit underutilized, you know? Because I know who Thrawn is. I've read the books, I've read the comics, I've watched Star Wars, I mean, I've watched Rebels and Clone Wars, and I know who Thrawn is. But to Mm -hmm. no one who doesn't know, did he make that big of an impact for no nah, but y'all kept talking about it like he's supposed to so i'm just like yeah yeah so it's more i wish they would show more than tell i guess yeah. when it comes to thrawn um I, I no problem with the performance or the actor any of that shit um i just wanted more of him same thing with ezra i wanted more of ezra i just i guess i just wanted more uh, and oh and ezra i was cool with ezra i got i was like okay that's yeah. him i i get him you know but Thrawn, it's just that y'all just hype, and it wasn't just you or everybody else. The show itself, oh, yeah. he's the worst motherfucker ever. Don't let him free. He's he's hell incarnate. Like he's that. coming back. Just, if he comes back, we're fucked. Yeah, right. And, and then um, it's like, okay, it's just the and last two the episodes. And yeah, he, I mean, and... honestly, like Grandma <laughs> talking to me, he could probably kick his ass. It just just seemed like it. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but another thing, Zeb. Zeb was not on here. So there's a character in Rebels named Zeb. He's like the big monster guy. He's like their Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, his his design was one of the original designs for Chewbacca. So that's like a, re- his character is actually a reference to old Ralph McQuarrie's um, concept art. Okay, it's but like an Easter egg, okay. Yeah, Zeb was like the monster sidekick on Rebels. Was it Mando or Bob? I think it was, he showed up in an, he had a cameo on, on the last season of Mando. And I was like, oh, shit, there's Zeb. So I was surprised that he did not show up in this show because he was a part of the Rebels crew. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit disappointing. But other than that, for the most part, I did like the season. I felt, yeah, it kind of dragged a bit in the middle, but it picked itself up at the end um, with these last two episodes, giving us you know cool shit. Um, and yeah, zombie stormtroopers. Give me more of them. I mean, it looks like they got them all. I mean, I loved how they were like get they get they get shot and then they just rise back up like terminators and shit. Right. You know? <laughs> I thought that was 
I thought all that whole scene was cool. Um, cliffhangers, yeah. I mean, we got what are those two Jedi? What's her name? Hottie or whatever. She, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. I, 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 so you didn't lose your shit when dude was standing in front of the Lord of the Rings mountain and shit. Oh yeah, so yeah. that's um, that's a reference to Clone Wars. That's a reference to Mortis. Okay. So um, on Clone Wars, there's a planet that like is like, is it supposed to be like the origin of the Force or very strong in the Force and the embodiment? There's like three characters that are like embody the Force. There's like the father, the son, and the daughter. And the and son goes. Okay. Yeah, the son. Yeah, like the yeah the Trinity or whatever. The, well, the yeah. son's dark, the daughter's light, and the, the 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 father like I guess is both or something like that. In the show. Ahsoka dies and the daughter gives her energy to Ahsoka, you know? So this ain't the first time Ahsoka has been killed and resurrected, you know? Um, And that bird, that, that like little bird that follow, I don't know if you noticed the bird that follows Ahsoka around, that's like an embodiment of the daughter. So that bird has shown up on rebels and clone wars. Um, It's just this bird that kind of follows around. It's like, it's like a sign of Ahsoka. Um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's just yeah, more deep Clone Wars lore and Rebels lore. Um, yeah, so I mean, it seems like uh, Thrawn is gonna use like dark magic to wield his schemes. You know, he's got a, a zombie army that he can keep resurrecting and shit. You know, um, I'm here for that. I don't know if that's going to be set up for this movie that they're making or Ahsoka season two, but yes, give me Thrawn and an undead army of stormtroopers, like just pillaging the galaxy. That's what I want. I'm cool you with know? that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the walking so dead you, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Like you set it up now. Let's see it. You know, don't keep me waiting, you know, next season and they're still talking about doing it or Thrawn's still coming. Yeah. This better not be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thrawn is. Thrawn you know? is, yeah. Thrawn is coming. Thrawn is like, you know, Jesus, yeah, or, or like Game of Thrones. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. Like, when is he coming? Is it? Yeah. So yeah, but for the most part, I dug it. Um, and yeah, this this zombie stormtroopers. Fuck yeah, that's my review. Fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, can I have one criticism I have about the show? Okay. I'm gonna just say it. Okay, like I said, Rosario Dawson, love Rosario Dawson. She was awesome in the show. But if I gotta say one thing, man, she gotta get better at her lightsaber skills. I'm saying, <laughs> tell me you didn't notice it, man. Tell me she wasn't like little slow motion, little I, like come on, man. You gotta be a little quicker than that, man. And well, it made it worse. It made it worse when she was against people that knew what they were doing. Like uh, like the like the main chick Morgan, whatever, like that. She's a professional stunt woman. Like I said, Bruce Lee is like her uncle or some shit like that. So when they were fighting, and she was moving, and like, oh, uh, come on, so you supposed to be better than her, or at least on the same speed. You better pick up the pace. I know you hate Hayden Christensen, but you gotta give him credit. He knows his shit. Oh yeah, he trained. He, he for knows, months. yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he remembers trained, all that yeah. shit. So yeah. when he was going against Ahsoka, they were fighting. I'm like. Come on, you slow down, man. You making her look bad, man. Do something. <laughs> so that's what I say. So just get the lab, get the gym, do something. You know, get get, get your speed yeah. up. You know. It is it is a little jarring to like have me have seen Ahsoka in animation form, right? For the past decade, do right. all this shit, <laughs> right? 
And I'm not even I'm not even expecting that. I understand you're not gonna do all that shit, but come on, at least you you gotta speed that shit up, man. Come on. You. And then and then see the live action version of Ahsoka not do all that shit. Right. So I would just my excuse is that she's getting old. <laughs> right. But the other people she's going against older than her. Hey, this person older than her. The, the Morgan chick older than her. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. That's 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 not that that's the only criticism I had about it. But I was just like, every time she started fighting, I'm like, come on, man. It's I don't know. That's just me. Maybe yeah. a small little minor nitpick. Maybe I'm the only person to notice it. That's that's just me. So I don't know. <laughs> so uh, let me see. We move on to the next part of the podcast. All right. Okay. All right. We're gonna move on to like I said, your part. This is the part that you've been waiting for. The part that you've oh, been okay researching. So I, I've been workshopping some stuff, Eli. The the Eli's House of Harmony. We're, we're working. We're working on it. We're working on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah. I. Oh, how do we do this? I. We do this, right? Boom. Oh, don't put football back on there. Huh? I said, don't put football back on there. How do I? I'm trying. To, I'm switch, trying to get rid of it. How do I switch it to that? Oh well. We, anyways, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, welcome to Eli's Horror Minute or whatever you're calling it. Um, so yeah, this is where I will break down horror movies that I like to watch during Halloween season or like the month of October to get me in the Halloween spirit. Um, this week I'll be doing two movies called Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat 2007 and Trick or Treat 1986. So are they related in any way? No. (laughs) Okay. That's that's just, just now, you know, horror movies, you know, Halloween horror movies, you know, been a thing since 1978 when Michael Myers uh, came out, you know, and um, so that's just a thing. Halloween horror movies. Um, so Trick or Treat is an anthology horror movie, a lot of fun. Um, it's basically uh, got Sam, the little goblin character. He's like the through line, and um, and he. Uh, it's kind of like it's an anthology. It's like different stories. They kind of intertwine that all take place on Halloween night. A lot of fun. Um, got your staples of Halloween, werewolves, vampires, murder, mayhem. Um, just sort of just these stories that, you know, these scary kind of like, camp, almost like campfire stories. They take place in the small town and they all intertwine um, together. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's It actually was supposed... I think they were making a comic book. I think Wildstorm was supposed to make a comic book or they did make a comic book because in the original or during the opening credits, it's all like comic book panels. So it's meant to be a throwback to those ECU EC comics. EC comics, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a throwback to that. Um, Like, yeah, Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt creepy you know mm-hmm. eerie all that stuff um so yeah uh yeah this is just a lot of fun it's like i said it's it's directed by michael doherty who made that one of them got newer godzilla movies and he also made krampus that christmas horror flick which i i think is pretty cool mm-hmm. um so yeah this is just a, a fun horror flick to watch during halloween season you know like i said it's just uh an anthology of stories they all kind of intertwine and this little like this guy Sam, this little creepy little dude and you know, burlap sack for a mask. He's like the hollow like 
Halloween spirit or whatever, you know, he goes yeah, around. But and that's their of, mascot. So yeah, and he kind of, he's like the only through character throughout the whole movie, you know. So like yeah, it's got you know trick or there's there's a really gross scene in here. <laughs> like I said, remember I have my I have my triggers, and mm. one of them is food. <laughs> there's a really there's a really gross scene there where a kid is puking up a bunch of Halloween candy, and it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, this is just a lot of fun. Um, like I said, like um Halloween, original Halloween movie, Michael Myers, 1978, that kind of spawned ho holiday horror, you know, because after that we had Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, uh um uh, April Fool's Day and and my bloody valentine we had that was like a, a thing in the slasher trend was like horror that came out holiday horror movies that were that occurred on holidays um so naturally there's so many halloween horror movies now you know terrifier those movies take place on halloween you know um what's that hellfest there's a bunch of really solid ho halloween horror flicks that come out you know that they've made since you know, for decades, but this is one of my faves, trick or treat. It's a lot of fun, you know, just a fun Halloween horror flick. And the next one, the next trick or treat, <laughs> mm -hmm. trick or treat 1986. Now, okay. um, this is about a metalhead played by Skippy from Family Ties. Um, he I remember is, Skippy, but I can't remember what he looked like. He, he was like the nerdy neighbor. It was he, uh, Michael J. Fox friend or yeah. Okay, I, I, I he, he's like I can't. Is there another way I can? He's he's down here. He's the, the banners covering his face. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me get that out of there. Yeah, um, there he is. Still don't recognize him. You don't recognize. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so S S Skippy from Family Ties. He plays this metalhead. He's like an outcast in high school. He's being bullied. Um, his favorite metal band, the metal singer, Sammy Kerr, dies, and his spirit is inside his last record. And what he does is he plays the record backwards. The spirit basically helps him out and helps. At, for, for the first half of the movie, he's like getting revenge on his bullies. But then the ghost of this, of Sammy Kerr, ends up, you know, start wreaking more havoc and shit like that. And he has to stop him at the end. The ending is totally like Carrie, where his yeah. his ghost comes back and plays a concert during a Halloween dance, and he starts killing everybody. Like like Carrie, it's like a metal version of Carrie at the end. Um, oh, gotcha. This is just stupid fun. It Ozzy Osbourne makes a, a cameo in this. He plays a priest who's condemning heavy metal, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gene Simmons from Kiss plays the DJ. Um, so yeah, and it's got a solid soundtrack. Fastway, the band Fastway does the all the all the songs on this. They, that was the guy from the guitarist quit Motorhead and came up with the band Fastway. So he they did all the songs for this movie, um, and it's a pretty solid soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Every year on Halloween, I, I mention everybody. Let's do a Sammy Kerr trick or treat tribute show and and learn all the songs from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I'm in a band, 
we've done Halloween tributes before where we just do a Halloween show when we, we cover a, 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 band, a whole band set. Like we've done Slayer and Suicidal Tendencies. SOD. I did Misfits one time. Um, uh, yeah. So I was like, hey, let's do a trick or treat Sammy Kerr tribute. But no one knows this movie. It's like very little people who know what this movie is. <laughs> um, but no, this is just a lot of fun. I have always dug on this since I was a kid. It's like when we talk about heavy metal representation, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this kind of nails it. I mean, he's a kid. He's kind of, it gets into the like, the you know, the, the rebellion and, and how metalheads tend to be outcasts and outsiders and stuff and, you know, kind of treated differently, especially back in the 80s. This came out in the 80s. So right. um, it kind of it kind of really embodies that whole, you know, uh, what it was like to be a metalhead back then and why metalheads are do the what they do. So that's all that always spoke to me as a, as a as a kid, you know, listening to metal, kind of defending metal, you know, they, you know, society was condemning it and all this shit. And I'm like, what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, um, yeah, I always hated like Wayne's World or Bill and Ted's where they kind of make caricatures of, right. of, of metalheads and stuff like cartoony versions of metalheads. But this this is a this has a I, I thought had a pretty uh, a pretty cool, uh, you know, representation of metalheads so again I, I i i this is one of my halloween horror flicks that i watch every year just to get me in the mood it's a lot of fun and check it out trick-or-treat the both trick-or-treats both so, yeah. trick-or-treats okay so which one do you prefer um i this well this one is obviously just i've been watching this like since i was a kid but the other one like trick-or-treat you know 2007 i think this one that came out this is this is fun too like this is for everybody. If you know, Trick or Treat 1986. If you're not into metal, you probably won't appreciate it as much as I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this one is for everybody. It's just an all-around, straight-up Halloween horror flick. You know, five spooky tales, kind of intertwining with each other. Pretty cool shit. You know, ghosts, vampires, werewolves. You know, murder and mayhem, and a creepy little goblin character. You know. Um, yeah, just just a lot of fun. Everything that you know makes Halloween fun is, is 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 all in this flick. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. That was he laughs. How? Like I said, we're gonna workshop that House of Horror. I don't know. House of Horror what? minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like let's think of something. And matter of fact, whatever I was I thinking of, I think I forgot about it at the time. But we'll come back to it anyway. All right. Now, let's move on to the video game section. Like I said, this is something we talked about. I don't know what about a month ago, three, two weeks ago, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is with uh, Kenny Omega and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. I hope I got his name right. Like it's mm-hmm. my first time hearing about this. They they finally did their match in Street Fighter, and it was on Twitch, and they did stream the whole thing, and they filmed the whole thing, and it was out. Uh, funny thing is, they actually did like catch up on Twitter like a few weeks ago. I saw people on Twitter on Twitter, and they thought that they were actually going to fight for real. They didn't know it was Street Fighter. So when they saw she'd be like, oh, oh fuck shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, or they may have thought they were going to wrestle or some shit, you know, but when they thought it was just Street Fighter, it was it. So, yeah, like I said, Kino Omega, and they, you know, they hyped it. They hyped it to hell. It was on like some professional uh, Twitch channel. Like I said, didn't watch it. And uh, like I said, pretty much everything we thought was going to happen happened. I kind of called it ahead of time, Eli. I said that Kenny Omega was pretty much going to watch, you know, when the match started. And I just thought I'd just break down some match of what I saw for the match. Now, this, like I said, this thing was like two hours long. I watched the whole thing. 
the first part of it was actually like real set with going at it and the other parts of it just doing other bullshit that the the twist channel wanted them to do like play with the guitar and play with a keyboard and bullshit like that but then they played for oh yeah i saw that how they were giving them different like tech or whatever did you see how mad kenny omega was getting when they made him do it (laughs) (laughs) they're like no i want to play regular street fighter i want to play this bullshit this gimmicky shit y'all doing right now i want to play with you know uh traps on the floor and mice running around on the floor and shit like that like that's that shit for you know smash brothers we want to play like real street fighter that's what we want to do right here yeah so so when they actually got to play a real match because like i said they've been talking shit the whole time they got to play a whole match i do want to say this that crew they had the co-host that they had that uh doing it they suck they don't know how to like comment commentate on street fighter at all <laughs> they don't know shit. you had that tall dude he kept saying oh the neutral the neutral look at the footsies like he's just saying just bullshit that he just think he knows what's going on like come on man like so let me break down the match tell you what i thought so watching this match i realized that even before the match started your boy dj had lost i will say this i will say this your boy dj he nice he nice. i thought he was gonna be some bullshit like uh xavier woods whatever his name was like no nah, i'm looking at the <laughs> shit he was doing no he was doing some like high ex- like high level shit he was doing like a couple of the moves he was doing like two frame links and shit and he kept consistently landing that shit i like that shit is hard as fuck to do plus that though they had them doing that shit online so i like damn he nailing that shit but i can tell and like but looking and tell i could tell some things that he's not used to playing high level street fighter players because it was like certain shit kenny omega was doing he didn't adapt he was not adapting to it so he kept falling for the shit over and over again and he kind of like waited for him to come to him another thing he kept throwing those the sonic boom sonic boom sonic boom he kept throwing them away way too far. He like he kept he gave him too much distance, like shit like that. So when you're playing Gal and you're throwing them signing booms, you can't sit on the other side of the screen and just throw that shit all day. You're giving the people time to catch you. But I realized why he was doing that. He got in that round. He did the shit by lucky. He wasn't playing that shit right there. I remember when he did that. But <laughs> I do know this that we got in his head, Eli. Not Kenny Omega. We got in his head. I got in his head. Twitch got in his head, Twitter got in his head, the stream monster got in his head because we told him he can't beat Kenny Omega. So he played him too safe. He played him too passively. He gave Kenny Omega too much respect. And when you do that, you already lost. So you're already in his head. Like he lost, oh, this guy's going to do this. I got to give him so much space. Well, he'll do some shit to me. But when he should have just went at him, should have been aggressive, should have just put the pressure on him. And when he gave him too much space, he gave him too much room to do whatever he wanted to do. Another thing he fucked up in this match, he let Kenny Omega get in too much. Like, okay, what's name? I, I know you know enough Street Fighter. You know gals, two main moves, right? Sonic Boom and Flash Kick. He okay, rarely, yeah. yeah, he rarely did the Flash Kick. All he did was, because that, and if he did the Flash Kick, that would have stopped Kenny Omega from coming in on it. That would have like, okay, let me fall back because I'm going to catch a Flash Kick to the face. He never did it. So we never did that. Kenny Omega just come in anytime he felt like and just rush him down and just take over the match. So the p- point was he was playing too, he was playing too safe. That's his problem. But I feel like, but Kenny Omega said it towards the end of it. He was like, like if you start playing more people at a high level, you guys like be dangerous, like good at this shit. Because we see, we see the bones of it right there. We can see it, but he just needs more practice. He needs more 
you know, he needs to understand how to read people more on, on this game like that. Because Street Fighter's all like you don't play Street Fighter with this. You play Street Fighter with this. You got to read people. You got to anticipate their moves before they do it. And you got to show them just the respect, but not too much respect. And sometimes show them no respect. You got to know when to go with a guy. So, like I said, he, that's the first matchup. And then now the, the, the towards, towards the end, when DJ started, like, he really did start figuring Kenny Omega out. And he started going for him. And the matches were a lot tighter and a lot closer then. Like, they were really going at it then. But by then, you know, the show was about to end. So, they didn't care. They're like, okay, y'all, y'all get the fuck out of here. So, that's my thing like that. So, overall, like I said, the score at the beginning of it was like, five to one and if people just see the score they're gonna think like oh, he got his ass well but when you watch it it was actually a lot closer than you think it was like you can see the stuff that was going on right there it's just that kenny was adjusting because he used to play in a high level folks like that and dj wasn't because he was used to playing a high level folks like that that's all so overall i pretty good yeah. set it, yeah, it was, I, it was I, I, yeah. I was surprised that mighty mouse was able to hold his own i was shocked and like yeah. when you watch like the twitch comments people were like oh i didn't know he was that good you know, mm-hmm. we just thought he was just talking some bullshit, you know, like Waka Waka Flame and shit like that. But nah, well, he actually was doing shit that like, okay, he's been he's been playing. So all right, so yeah, that's all I got. Like I said, that's the video oh, game okay. section. That's it. All right. I thought you were gonna I thought this was gonna be the whole show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't finna do like frame like what why would I talk about links and frame rates and <laughs> option selects and you know Nah, I'm not gonna talk about that. I, I could, I could go frame by frame and like watch that, but I'm not. I'm not doing all this shit. Let somebody do it. Honestly, there are a whole bunch of other YouTube channels that actually do shit like that. I watch. I actually watch channels like that that just sit there and just break down Street Fighter matches <laughs> like that. But I'm not gonna do all that shit. So just know they're out there. So that being said, move on to the next part of the podcast. Okay, like I said, it's comic book bullies where we talk about comic books. And Elon, I'm gonna let you uh jump off with it first and let's let's see what you got okay well i guess i will do the aliens annual aliens annual number one so you know marvel's made it to the annual is this their first one it feels like they've had aliens for a long time I mean, first one yeah. that I know of. But anyways, this is the first annual, um, Aliens annual, um, and this is just a basically a silent issue. There's no dialogue in this, um, very little dialogue. I mean, I think I'm, I think there's sound effects, <laughs> you know, some text for sound effects, but uh, but this is just basically um, it refers to Alien Three, the movie where um, it was in a prison. That yeah, they're in the prison and the alien. The host came out of a dog. Um, so Did it happen in that movie? I don't remember that happening in that movie. Yeah, the, the the alien like latched the, the face hugger got a dog and it and it came out of a dog. So then the alien was on all fours, like resembled a dog. Huh. And so it, it's basically how the, the xenomorph resembles the host. Um so right. uh on this planet, a ship, an infested alien ship crashes on this planet with another with these other like like rhino sort of cattle aliens and the the face huggers you know basically latch onto these alien rhino things and become rhino type of aliens <laughs> okay and then basically become a whole new other species of aliens and then that al- those aliens end up fighting 
the original alien. So there's this big, huge, like tribal warfare between aliens on this planet. And it's just them, uh, yeah, them fighting each other, them developing and evolving into these like rhino alien aliens and, um, and then fighting the other aliens. That's pretty much it. And it's just all silent. Um, Pretty cool. Um, It reminds me of, I believe it was, was it hives or genocide? Back in Dark, when Dark Horse had aliens back in the day, back in the 90s, and they were doing alien comics, mm-hmm. there, was, there, was a, there was a storyline where there were, yeah, there was like the green aliens and the red aliens, you know, and they were fighting each other. They like, you know, didn't like each other on a planet. Um, I think it was genocide. I, I think it was aliens genocide. I'm pretty sure that was the story. But that's what it reminded me of, these two different species of aliens, xenomorphs, two different kind of xenomorphs fighting each other and uh and yeah so it was pretty cool you know like i said silent issue um no dialogue just aliens you know doing alien shit and then fighting each other so yeah pretty cool i'll give it a four out of five they have not lost me yet i'm still on this as much as i thought i wouldn't dig the disney aliens <laughs> right still, I it be still a on this book and you're gonna get a prince then <laughs> yeah <and>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their own kingdom, yeah. The queen, alien. Queen. <laughs> yeah. It was gonna start singing and shit, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So, first book I'm going to do is Jonathan Hickman's Gods. Oh yeah. Eli, did you read this? I did not. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. Okay, <laughs> this book is 63 pages. Yeah, I think I it was. The, I think it was ten dollars. I, I can't remember how much I paid for it. I think it was I saw the price and I'm like, no. Nah, yeah, like. honestly, I saw the price. I'm like, fuck no. Then I was like, let me because this the this the shit I do. So I'm just like, let me just read this shit. Maybe some epic shit that if I don't read them up, you know, feel like I should have seen. You know, it's always that that FOMO, fear of missing out. So I almost yeah. had to, yeah, I had to get it just to see what was going on. So, yeah. I need to know what the nerds are talking about. Yeah, I, I need to know, man. I need to be part of the cool crowd, I guess. Cool crowd yeah. of nerds, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like I said, it's 63 pages. But, however, Eli, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to run through this shit as fast as possible. I'm going to just hit the high notes. That's what All we're right. going to do with this one. Okay. Well, while but, you're doing that, I'm going to go take something, take care of something real quick. So, you, cool. you take it away. Cool. All right. That's what we're going to do. We got gods right here. Uh, Boom. And like I said, we're going to just fly through this thing. Like I said, this is Jonathan Hickman's gods. So main thing you need to know, uh, I'm going to just get to it as quick as possible. Let's get to, yeah, these two people right here. So what you need to know is that the universe is made up of two people. They're made up of the powers that be, and they're made up of, yeah, here we go. Good page. Okay. So you made up of the powers of be, and the natural order of things so those are the two forces and entities and deities that make up the marvel universe now what they look like who are they we don't know they don't say anything about them they just say that's it point is the guy in the red name is when he is the avatar of the powers that be and the natural order of things actually has a hundred people that follow them they call them the centivars and that's his ex-wife she's one of the, she's just one of the other ones so that's the thing right there so she's one of them i can't remember her name i know her name is not clear and then you got this other guy right here so the other guy right here name is dimitri the science boy he is wins sidekick but he's also a centivar so he's also part of the the natural order of things 
So the thing is, we're going to go to, they're going to this big meeting that the, all the magic people and the science people are having in the Library of Congress, Library of Worlds. So it's like all the magic people are there. So you got Dr. Strange and you got Dr. Doom and you got the child and you got Reed Richards and all the magic and the science people and shit like that. Basically going on right now is that AIM has been dabbling with magic and they let some dude called Cubic, Cosmic Cubic, Cubic, what the fuck his name is? Cosmic Cube, Cubis Core. Cubis Core is his name. Okay, so he's a magic user named Cubis Core and he has stolen the wand of the living tribunal from aim because they've been dealing with magic and they got their hands on it and that's it so now he's got it and now he's going to wage war uh on the world and he's going to open this portal called the prometheus portal and he's going to use that to power up the living tribunal to basically warp reality to any way he want and send all like demons and hell creatures to earth that's the thing right there and dr strange calls this a babylon event so he's basically saying we need to like all everybody and Amadeus Cho is here. So everybody needs to team up and take this guy out and before he destroys the universe. And that's the plan. Why they're doing all that. Oh, matter of fact, this is what Cubist Core looks like. Weird looking dude. Bubbles all over his head and shit like that. Weird looking dude. So while they're doing all that, they fight this guy. All the magic people, science people, uh, cosmic people, centaurs and all shit like that. They go fight the guy. And according to plan, they get their ass beat. Because, of course, he sends all kind of demons at them. They uh, they can't do anything with them. But why they're doing that, when is instead trading magic with, like, all the other magic people around there. So he's going there. He got something from the collector. He got this book from the collector. And he's going to uh, use that on Cubic, Cosmic Cubic Core, whatever his name is, use it on him. And what he did while they're fighting, he throws some stuff at them. And Cosmic Cubic Core, whatever his name is, take the book and picks the book up and read it because he thinks that he's hiding the book from it. He's going to use the book to try to stop him. So, like, I'm going to take this book and use the knowledge of it. But what happens when he reads the book, his mind gets wiped because the book is a magic book that anybody reads it, mind gets wiped unless somebody stops him. So that's how they beat him. Well, And the world is saved. So, yeah. So... That's it. His ex-wife kisses him for saving the world, and that's the book. So yeah, so yeah. So basically, um, yeah, that's going on. He'll be back. So basically, what happened is John Hickman made Constantine. That's what he did. He just made Constantine. So my whole thing about this, I'm gonna just get a review on this one. So I don't understand how this wind guy and the centaur guys and the centaurs are like that. I don't know how they fit in the Marvel, like hierarchy and thing like that like they fit there because like i said you got plenty of magic people you got plenty of science people you got plenty of cosmic people it sounds like hickman is trying to do his own version of eternals this is what the eternals was the eternals you know are descendants of the space gods like that and they're just going on through the world just doing shit so like this guy's doing the same thing like i said it's an eight uh eight issue long book i don't know if they're all 63 pages but like i said he's saying by the time hickman is done with this hickman is going to pe- completely rewrite how marvel's cosmic nature is done like i said marvel's cosmic nature is already a thing you got infinity you got eternity you got death you got the in-betweener you got the living tribunal you got the one above all all this stuff has already been established so basically what hickman's trying to say is that uh you back okay hickman's trying to say that all the stuff that already been done in marvel 
they're just throwing it out the window and Higby's going to do his own thing. So I don't get it, Eli. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. That's that's my thing. This thing, I actually, I actually like the book. I actually like the book. $10 worth? No, fuck no, not $10 worth. But I just don't understand how this book fit, like how these characters fit in Marvel. Like if they was like some Wildstorm shit or some image shit or even DC shit, I get it. But Marvel already has like their hierarchy explained, so I don't get where this falls. So I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a bigger shoe to drop than what I know of, but I don't know. So that's my thing. Would I get this book? I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. So, yeah. Oh, you did? I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hear you. I don't, I don't hear you. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we be, go. I was there at. you go. I hear you now. Okay. <laughs> I said it's going to be tough to review your book. We can't hear you. I, I guess I had to mime for you. So, yeah. So, that's my thing. So, all right. All right. So, what, what book you got next? I will do Transformers number one. Transformers image. number one. Yeah. I would look at this and I was like, oh shit, image. I like, even though I knew that, it just it still didn't hit me that you know, image doing a transform book. So yeah. So this is my book of the week. I imagine, yeah. Transformers, Daniel Warren Johnson. I imagine this geese and comics just the whole show was just this. Oh yeah. I, I didn't listen to it yet, but I, I didn't I didn't either. I, but I just imagine that's what it was. I, I, I bet they broke the shit down because like, right. Gomer's a huge Transformers fan and I think AKA David is too. They, what is he not a fan of? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> he, he knows everything, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is Daniel Warren Johnson. Love his love his work. He won an Eisner earlier this year for Do a Power Bomb, which a you you reviewed which, on here, which I reviewed and loved. So he he does he won a Eisner for that, which he I believe he he really deserves it. Um. But yeah, I just been a fan of his that that Beta Ray Bill book he did, the, the Wonder Woman Dead Earth, um, Murder Falcon. Uh, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of Daniel Warren Johnson, and he yeah. usually it sounds like he could have won an Eisner for any of those. They just like yeah, pick one. Yeah, extremity, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he and he does. He usually writes and draws it like pencils and inks. Um, Mike Spicer does the art or the coloring. But mm-hmm. Daniel Warren Johnson, yeah, writes and draws everything, his books and stuff. So, so it's cool when you know an artist, a great artist, is also a really solid writer too. Um, and so, yeah, so Transformers—they were part of IDW. Well, we know Transformers started out as a toy line. Um, they did a cop. Marvel did a comic book for a long time, and a, and and then also there was also a cartoon that was that I loved. Um, and then IDW had had Transformers comics for many, many years. And the crazy um, thing about those Marvel comics, like back in the 80s, they were canon. They were 616 at the time. Uh, like Spider-Man would show up, all kind of crazy yeah. shit. It was just like, okay. And then yeah. it just slowly phased it out. It's like, yeah. shh, don't talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, IDW had the Transformers license for a long time, and that's where... Gomer and his what was it called Instruments of the Destruction? Yeah, like they yeah, had a podcast, they had a podcast just on Transformers, just on, just on that the, comic of Transformers. Yeah. yeah, just on the trans the IDW Transformers book. They had a whole podcast dedicated to that 
to that, just the Transformers. So uh, that's how deep they rolled. Um, but now Transformers is now on Image, along with G.I. Joe and all that. So, um, so Transformers, Image, Danny Warren Johnson, writing and drawing. Um, and it basically, it's an updated, it's a reboot. It's a reboot of the cartoon or the original Transformers origin. You know, the, the, the arc or whatever crashes on Earth. Um, Spike, and what's his dad's name again? Spike and his dad, you know, there is a, there is a bit of tension between Spike and his father's relationship. So there's some sort of a tragic background. We're not, we don't know yet, but there is, they are at, um, they are at odds with each other, you know, um, which is something that Daniel Warren Johnson does really well. He does family drama. He just does drama, human drama very well in his stories. So we got a, that that humanity layer, you know, in the story about giant robots. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Spike the kid and his friend discover the ship. You know, they're up on the mountain stargazing, and they discover the ship that crashed into Earth, full of these giant robots. Um, the giant robots wake up, and they and they start fighting, and they refer to the the war that how Decepticons and Autobots were at war for you know hundreds of years back on Cybertron and um, Starscream is like, you know, shooting uh, Bumblebee in the head and shit. Like, looks like he's dead and shit. <laughs> Goes pretty brutal. And that's where Danny Warren Johnson really shines. His action, the way he draws action, it's very brutal. It's very raw, very visceral. Um, and yeah, so very kinetic. It's, it's just full of this kinetic energy when you watch, when he draw when you watch his action. And here, this panel, he's, this is Optimus Prime suplexing Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the, the Transformers wake up. They start fighting. Um, at one point, Spike decides to help out Optimus Prime. Um, and and, and they, take, they take off. They take the humans and run. Um, you know, they, Optimus Prime throws them in, inside himself because he's a truck. And they drive to this quarry hideout. Uh, Spike takes them to this quarry where they hide out and then um starscream by the way we got to get some energon so we can go back to cybertron so it's the same concept it's the same story we know of what the transformers are they're there they crash landed on earth they've been fighting each other on cybertron mm -hmm. you know the different factions and now they need energy to get back there so they start searching the earth for energy energon cubes and stuff like that so that that's all there this is just an updated um, brutal version of all that because it's Daniel Warren Johnson uh, drawing everything. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. A lot of callbacks to you know childhood, you know favorites, and uh, yeah, it's just cool to see Transformers done right because I have not. I mean, I never read any of the IDW shit as much as Gomer and them talked it up. And I never like got his around. Top five when we started naming like runs and. Comics or yeah. Like that. yeah, it was like his like high top five. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 calls the Transformers universe one of the best comics of all time. I never got into them. I was more I was more into the cartoons as a kid. Um, but you know, the Michael Bay movie sucked. I mean, I I <laughs> mm -hmm. never really gave a shit trend about Transformers in my adult adult life, but this comic is pretty solid. I, I give it a 4.5 out of five. Fuck it, I'll give it a five out of five. Fuck it. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My book of the week. A lot of fun, dope ass art, and uh, you know, just a solid update 
a solid reboot of of an old of, an, of a childhood thing. Yeah, That's and it's like is. you said, baseline. I mean, all you need to know is just your basic. You need no even know that if you say it's like a reboot, you could just go in this, not yeah. know anything. Yeah, just just go in. They, that could be your introduction to Transformers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty solid uh, yeah. jumping on point. You know, if you've ne- if you've never heard of the Transformers or not or or you know know what they are, you could pick up this book and know what you need to. You know, so yeah. Yeah, Uh, this is dope. Look forward to issue two. All right, all right. So next book I'm going to do is that we're starting the X Minutes. I'm gonna ask you anyway, Eli. Did you read this? (laughs) I didn't know. Sorry. (laughs) Damn it. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So like I said, how much was this book? (laughs) This was not too bad like four dollars or some shit like that you know standard so yeah and you know x-men is starting to hurt your pockets also like oh no i'm not doing x-men i'm not doing x-men my fault no i do x-men later okay let's do (laughs) whatever you want to do man yeah let's do batman yeah i did read this yes okay all right yeah that's what i wanted i knew it was something i was missing in between we're doing batman we're doing batman 138 this is still continuing the Civil War, Gotham War, Gotham yeah, War. yeah, Gotham Civil War, yeah, all that. So, yeah. uh, same thing was happening last time. Like I said, Batman is slowly being taken over by Zurin R, his evil personality, robotic personality, and and everybody's trying to stop him. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. So, yeah, all right. So, like I said, we're gonna start off with uh, Vandal Savage because, of course, we start off with Vandal Savage. Um, we also got Ra's al Ghul now. Eli, like I, I I told you, I'm thinking they wanted to do Ra's al Ghul for the story, but Ra's al Ghul is dead right now. So like, oh, fuck it, do Vandal Savage. They're the same. Who cares? You know? mm-hmm. uh, there's also a retcon that I picked up on. I wouldn't say retcon. There's some. There's a plot hole going on right now. Now, some stories I read, I think like with this, uh, the whole Dark Knight's Metal and shit like that, they were trying to say like uh, the Lazar Pit is tied to that same meteor that gave uh, Vandal Savage's powers. However, in, what else did I read? That whole Devil Neza bullshit, they saying Devil Neza created the Lazarus Pit. So which one is it? Yeah, fuck it. Choose, choose your own adventure, whatever you want to say. So anyway, in this story right here, they're saying they got the same powers. They both got the powers from the, the meteor, as Lazarus meteor, whatever like that. But the longer the meteor has been around, the last bits are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And Vandal Savage needs that to power himself up. So that's a bookend story. The main point of the story right here is that we find out what happened to Jason uh, last issue in the Catwoman book. Batman caught him, stuck him with something, and now he's feeling fear toxin. So basically what Batman did, he stuck him with fear. He didn't stick him with fear toxin. But he stuck him with some kind of drug that anytime he has the urge to kill, he uh he gets hit with fear, like the fear toxin kicks in. Cause he has the urge to kill uh kill right now. You're looking at Batman. He's <laughs> like for you know for fucking with me. So he's getting hit with fear toxin and can't move. So and the reason Batman's doing this, he's saying, like, uh, so this will basically you can have a normal life, you can leave this shit alone. Cause what I should do is put you in jail because all the people you kill, but since I love you and you're my son. This is the best way out. This is you to save you from yourself. You're like, well, Bruce, what about who's going to save you from yourself? And that would go from there. And now he's got an alarm and somebody is in his brownstone. So he's going there. And yeah, so basically what's going on, they basically, they already know about Zernar. 
I don't know how they know about Zernar. They just do because I don't know why Batman said anything about him. So basically, he's doing like his his fail safe protocol. So basically, Batman put Dick in charge just in case if he goes crazy, Nightwing has a way to, to shut him down. So they could go in there, and before he could do that, Damien shows up. And Damien like, what you, what you doing with my daddy shit? You know, so he they fight. He scratches him good, gets a good shot in on him. But that's when Tim grabs him. And Tim like, go finish doing what you were doing. I'll take Damien. We're going to go outside and finish this. So he bat ropes him out, and they go outside, and they finish doing whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, Nightwing, uh, oh, Catwoman's doing some Catwoman shit. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh and then he get give the old. I guess that's from like the '40s Batman book. Whenever Robin first shows up, shit like that. And then Batman finishes the old formula. Like I plan for everything, Dick, except this moment right here. I didn't think you would betray me. So he's like, "Yeah, somebody got to stop you, man. You going crazy. Nobody knows what Jason is." Uh, and then while he's about to do that, then he gets a phone. Batman gets a phone call from the Riddler, <laughs> and the Riddler like giving him some kind of like real ass Riddler shit like that you know and he was like okay so you kidnapped jason you work with the riddler and you don't see a problem with any of this shit you're doing right now so they just start fighting and while they're fighting batman breaks his you know escrima stick and then once again punch him in the face <laughs> so as he always does but and he thinks the fight's over but nah nightwing's still going and they, they keep fighting meanwhile dick and tim i mean uh sorry damien and tim going in and damien's just like why are you fighting tim you suck you know you can't beat me until like yeah i can't beat you in a fair fight so he cheats his bow has like a, a a taser on it so he like shocks him and then while he's stunned he you know handcuffs him so he goes and that's when uh batman gets kicked out of the top of his brownstone and nightwing is still fighting him and he's just like okay so you doing all this crazy shit you you messing up what selena's doing you kidnap jason batman rips off a car door and beats him with it i didn't know he was that strong but he's batman so just whatever uh and tim just like <laughs> you know Tim's like, Dick, go back up there and finish what you were doing. I'll handle Bruce. You're like, okay, you'll handle him? And that's when Tim just tells him, like, look, man, you brought me on from the very beginning to pull you from the darkness. Because when you when Jason died, you was over the edge. I pulled you back from that. Right now, you're over the edge. I'm pulling you back from that. I'm the one that pulls you back from the edge. Not Dick, not Damien, not Jason. That's what I'm here for. So, like, that's Tim's whole rule. He doesn't beat his ass and like that. He just talks him out of it and why he's doing that batman stands up while he's still tied two hands behind his back and still fights tim so tim kind of has a chance with two hands tied behind batman's back we know he doesn't but still uh so nightwing goes back up there he puts the handprint on there but he's up before that before you do that tell me what happened to jason Tyre. so he asked computer what happened to jason so even with two hands tied behind his back batman is still beating the shit out of tim that's how much tim sucks even though he's still Batman, but still, you know. <laughs> and then he breaks his bow and beats the shit out of him. So it's like, okay, nobody has a chance. But then Nightwing's like, okay, I'll be. so he knows what he did. He knows that he sprayed Tim, uh, Jason with fear toxin and altered his mind against his will. So now all gloves are off. Nightwing just beating the shit out of him. He's just like, and I told y'all, Nightwing can get him. Uh, and that's when Tim holding back, like, no, no, don't do that. Stop the violence, all this shit like that. So while he pauses, Batman webs, you know, webs him up with some kind of net stuff like that. He's like, look, I'm, I'm tired of all of y'all. I'm sick of this shit. Y'all don't understand that the, I don't give a fuck about my secret identity. The only reason I keep my secret identity is for y'all benefit. But now I got to teach y'all a lesson. 
I'm gonna leave the police for y'all, and I'm gonna get out of here. So he so he knows the police catch them. He knows that they're gonna unmask them. Know the secret identity. Know it's gonna tie back to Bruce Wayne. Find out Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he doesn't care. <laughs> this is how far off the deep end he is right now. So he climbs up there, looks at him while the police are coming, and they're looking at him. They knowing they can't get loose, but he throws them a battering before he leaves. I guess he like changes his mind at the last minute. Or Batman is kind of like sneaking through Zernar, and then he leaves. So now that they have a battery and they cut themselves free, and they realize, okay, the police are about four blocks away. We need to get the hell out of here. Meanwhile, Damage are like, Father, what the fuck? I understand you give a shit about them, but it's me. Like you left your baby boy. And so, so he's, you know, he's crying and shit like that because, like, Batman left him too. He was gonna leave all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Why, why, why he leave me? And then Tim just like. Don't worry, we're going to rescue our father. And they hug. Like, this may be the first time they've ever hugged. These two, because they hate each other. So I, I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Jason, you know, is just paralyzed because Batman fucked him up. And Scandal Savage is here because <laughs> they got ways to find him. And apparently, she's the only reason she's here is to reach into Jason's uh, pocket. Not for that. <laughs> uh, but because one of those Lazarus stones or jewels were like that jason has had with him the whole time didn't even know what it was so she just came here for that she's like look jason I, you're one of the best fighters i've ever seen i'm starting to build an army vandal savage gonna take over gotham you come with me he'll make you the lieutenant you'll be the top of it and you'll take over everything but jason can't move because of this shit batman did to him he's like i can't i can't go anywhere i'm paralyzed you're like damn oh well off your job you fuck up so oh well and she leaves <laughs> So, um, meanwhile, we, oh, yeah, and then Batman's hopping around on shit like that. And, oh, and then he, I guess he's at Crime Alley. He visualizes, you know, himself you know, from Crime Alley. But the baby, you know, 10-year-old Bruce turns into Zermar. Bruce, like, unleash me, take control, some shit like that. You know, so Zermar's taking over. But he can't take over because, you know, he loves his family. And that's when Catwoman's like, we need to talk. So what will happen in that? I guess oh, we'll find it in, look, in, it's in, Catwoman. Catwoman <laughs> finally shows up in a Batman yeah. versus Catwoman book. I, yeah. Who knows? I guess she's finally decided to do some shit. Meanwhile, Vandal Savage has taken over her army while she's out there fucking around with Bruce taking over the army. The reason he's done that because uh this stone right here is the thing that Vandal Savage needed, but Razagu kept it on the whole time. But now that he's dead, he has a stone and now he has last person has all the shit like that. So he's going to use the stone to turn all of Catwoman's army into immortals. And they're going to be called the League of Shadows. And, yeah. So it's no longer a Batman versus Catwoman book. It's a Batman versus Vandal Savage and Scandal Savage and Macho Man Randall Savage and all these other people's <laughs> books. So, yeah. yeah. That's, it's, yeah. This book took a turn. And it's not even Batman. It's crazy Looney Tunes Batman. So, yeah. This 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 series took a turn. It wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah, I so don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I I I like I jumped on this. I haven't been reading Batman for a while, and right. I jumped on this book because I thought it was going to be about Catwoman running Gotham, and you know right. I thought it was going to be about some, some street level like shit, right? Yeah, yeah, some street level mob, you know, Catwoman's running Gotham type of shit, and it's not that. And I don't care again anymore. <laughs> like, She's barely a factor in the story. 
Yeah, like she was barely I, like the last issue we read last week was a Catwoman book, and she was barely in that. She was barely in that book. <laughs> Her own book. I so, yeah. don't give a shit about Vandal Savage or Raza Ghoul coming back or this immortal army. No, I wanted <laughs> Selena running Gotham better than all the mobsters did, all the other, and then fucking doing shit Batman could never do. I, that's that's the story I wanted to read. Right. And that's not what it is now. It's all this. Shit that I like, can't we just leave now? I mean, Van yeah. took over. Why all is she... We don't even need you anymore. It's just like... like, I was reading this book. I'm like, I don't care. Even when fucking Damien and Tim hugged, I was like, I don't. I, 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 I oh, this. I'm supposed to give a shit about this. Nah, then, I gave a I shit don't. about that. I gave a shit about that. Everything <laughs> else is like, no, because like... I did not. I was like, I don't, oh, now they're trying to do. They're trying to distract me from what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> And then Catwoman shows up on the last panel. I'm like, oh, now you're gonna uh, now now you're gonna patronize me by I kind of forgot she was in this story. Just like, oh, Catwoman's here. Like, what's she here for? Yeah, like, oh yeah, look at the the main character of the story who hasn't been in the story this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm done. I, I think I'm <laughs> I, I gotta ride it out to the end. I gotta just to see. I, I gotta see. I'm a I'm a completionist, so yeah. All yeah. right. So, all right. So, what, what you got next? I will do this Godzilla here be dragons number four. Okay. Um. So this is here that there be dragons. Yeah. So this is that pirate story with Godzilla in it. Um. So Godzilla or these pirates discovered a treasure on Monster Island. They go there to get it. Meanwhile, they had the Spanish Armada kind of chasing them. And Godzilla at one point took out the whole Spanish Armada, which was awesome. Fuck those Kylo Rangers. <laughs> uh, but one guy, one guy survived. A guy who has a vendetta against this particular pirate because he, you know, get revenge on this guy. But anyways, this is issue four. Um, the pirates are on the island. They figure out that you know they're going to the lore of how this is the legendary universe. So this isn't the Toho, the Toho Japanese lore where Godzilla was created by radiation or whatever. Um, this is the, the the Warner Brothers, the newer movies uh, plot where these monsters have always existed on Earth and now they've reawakened. Mm -hmm. So um, so they're discovering pyramids and all these different monsters and Godzilla's, you know, battling these monsters for eons, you know, before humans ever existed and all that shit. Um, so they need they know where the cave is. They know where the treasure is, but Godzilla's in that cave. So what they do is they start get a bunch of dynamite and start creating these explosions to um, to to lure out Abira. Abira is another uh, is like the giant. In America, it was called Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. So Abira is like a giant crab, like a lobster or a crawfish. Oh, so they had monsters back then too in in, yeah. in this story. Okay, I thought it was just Godzilla yeah. that was there. So okay, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's there's his his villains have shown up in here. So. Um, so yeah, so Abira is like a like I said, a, like a giant lobster or a crawfish or whatever. Um, they basically lure Abira out of the ocean by creating these explosions, and then Godzilla leaves the cave to go fight Abira, and then the pirates go into the cave to get the treasure. So that's basically what they do, um, and that's what happens. Abira comes out of the ocean. Godzilla comes out of the cave. They start battling, start fucking each other up. Godzilla's beating the shit out of him. Rip, you, know, you can see here he's ripping off his claws. The pirates go into the cave, start, they, ooh, buried treasure, the pirate booty. They start, you know, 
grabbing all the treasure. But then that asshole conquistador piece of shit who has got a vendetta against the pirates, he comes in and starts shooting them all. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> so a bunch of them get killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it says to be continued. So there's only one more issue in this. So, um, and I've, I've, I've had a lot of fun with this book. So I'm still on it. I give it a four out of five. And there, there's also, there's an, a conspiracy where there's a secret society that has known about these monsters. And I think that's what that monarch is. That oh, monarch, so like the know, early stage. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're all this, like a bunch of Royals, AKA monarchs that knew about Godzilla and all these monsters on earth. And that's, I think that's going to tie into that TV show that's coming on the monarch TV series, the monster verse or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's a four out of five. This was cool. So yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, so now I'm going to do X-Men. Okay. So, okay. yeah, like I said, this is more Fall of X. You know. Still? Uh, damn, they've been falling like all year. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they won't stop falling. But, yeah, this is more <laughs> that uh, they find Cyclops. So that's pretty much it. He's been, like I said, eyes closed shut, sewn shut. So, and we'll, we'll oh, there. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, so he can't, like, I beam anybody. All right, so. Shadow Cat, uh, like I said, the last issue, she was going to get Emma Frost to go help her break out Cyclops. But like I said, she would go marry uh, Iron Man, so she can't come. So she's there just walking through everybody. And when she gets there, she sees the Juggernaut bitch. He's there. <laughs> so why can't holy the Juggernaut... balls. Holy shit balls. <laughs> so the question is, why hasn't Juggernaut just got up and just walked out of here? Like, even though they got him chained and shit like that. The reason he hasn't gotten up and walked out of here because his adamantium collar that's wrapped around his neck is tied to the prisoner behind him in the next cage. So if he gets up and walk out, who's ever in the next room, he is going to pop right off. So that's why he's just going to, and he don't know who it is. So Kitty's just like, okay, let me just walk in the next room and just see who's tied to, to your collar. So she walks in there and she sees uh, Cyclops. She's like, oh shit, found him. She didn't know he was there. She just walked in and just found him. Uh, she's knocked out, eyes sewn shut. Like, yeah, that is fucked up right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so she like, okay, let me just face him out of here and just get out of here. But she can't because she realized something has been, something is up with with the uh with the bed he's on right now. So she like, I can't touch him. I gotta I gotta leave him alone. So she go back and talk to Juggernaut, and she's saying, Cyclops is tied to a dead man switch. If he gets off that bed, the whole building's gonna explode. Or at least like this this side of the section is going to explode just like that. Everybody would die. So I can't do anything right now. But what I will do, I'll remove your collar. But I need you to stay chill for right now. Don't go anywhere. Just stay right here. And I'll break you out tomorrow. But just stay right here. Uh, and then we're going to plan this whole thing. But I got to find out a way how to free Cyclops before we get out of here. So, And that's it. She leaves. So she goes back and tells Sink and the other X-Men and more like everything is going on. And she also found one of uh she found a cerebro in the in the prison. So she grabbed the cerebro and brought it back to him. So now it's got some of Professor X's backup memories. And even though Emma's gone off to uh marry Iron Man, they still have Rasputin Four with them because she's pretty much got everybody's powers. So she can work cerebro. But the thing is, so what they're gonna do is use cerebro to unlock Reed Richards' memories because Reed Richards knows how to hide the X genes so they can't find them. 
even though Professor X wiped that shit from his mind. But they thinking they can use this to, you know, to maybe it's dormant and they can find it. So we, we need to go find Reed Richards. So we need to go find the Fantastic Four. So they go to find 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 the Fantastic Four. And since their X-Gen has been stolen by Captain Krakoa, they decided to use a Lincoln Continental and telekinetically fly it to Arizona. Why are they going to Arizona? Because that's where the Fantastic Four are based at now. Is there a significance to the Lincoln? Not really. No. Okay. She just found a, a Lincoln. And you know, not like there's a, a X-Man named Lincoln or some shit, you know, where they just <laughs> fly in a car. That's it, you know. Uh so she like, okay, I will find this uh man of fantastics and go and he will tell us what we need. So Ben Grimm is there. He was fishing. They're like, hey, what you doing? She like, get out of my way. Bam. And just it's for no reason. Because <laughs> why? Because superheroes have to fight for no fucking reason whatsoever. That's just what we do. So she starts a fight for no reason. Like, why you do that? She was like, because I wonder if Ben said, Hey, no muties allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been a better story. (laughs) That would have been a bit well, that would have, but it would have painted Ben in a in a bad light. We don't want Ben Grin to be a racist, you know. So (laughs) so he gets knocked out. And um that's when human toy shows up. She's like, Hey, you knocked out Ben Grin. What the hell are you doing? She's like, you get out of my way. And so she starts slicing at him. And he's like, you're not going to touch me. You can keep doing all you want to. And she's like, I don't need to touch you. Sleep. And then he just falls out, and that's it. So he's done. Uh, and so Reed Richards eating a bag of chips, you know, with Sue Stone. He's like, what the hell going on here? I thought I heard Ben getting punched. Because Ben has been getting punched so many times over the decades. They know what it sounds like when he gets punched in the face. So so they just like that. So she's like, I turn invisible. Let me find out what's going on. She's like, cool. Let me find out what's going on, too. So he got his cell phone with him. And he just floats in the air and it like it's a scan of Rasputin Force. Like, oh, okay, she got all kind of mutant powers and shit like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. So right before she can come to him, uh, she jumps in front of her like, okay, you're going to give me the information we need, Reed Richards. And she was like, no, they mind wiped me the information. I don't have that information. Like, I probably could have figured out by now if I wanted to, but honestly, I don't even give a fuck about you mutants right now. So, and she was like, but you have to. And that's when you when she put the hands on him, that's when Sue Storms is like, bam. And she's like, Yeah, I already know. She's like, and Sue's like, what what is she? And Reed Rich just looking at her could tell, uh, I think she's either one of Sinisters or Beasts, one or the other. She's from the future, and she's got four different mutant powers inside of her from different X-Men. She's like, No, five. Like, oh, five. I should have turned this phone to portrait mode. I would have told me that you had Kitty's powers too. So and she just like okay that's does it bub and they smacks the fuck out of him again so yeah and basically reads just like look the only reason i haven't just knocked you unconscious already because ben just likes to fight people so i'm just letting him you know get his rocks off or whatever but tell me what the hell you here for otherwise two storm is going to put a bubble inside your head and, and blow your head off and she's just like okay look we know that you know how to mask the gene uh the x gene because we know you did it to your son so we need you to do it to the rest of us also. That way we can like move in silence so the Iron Man Sentinels can't find us. And she was like, you don't understand. I can't do it because your boss mind wiped me. <laughs> she was like, so anyway, let's go put on Cerebro and let's go go into your mind. Let's see if we can, may, maybe it's hidden. Maybe we can find, maybe we can dig it back up. So they go in there and they see when Magneto Professor X did this shit. Like, no, we're going to wipe you so you won't do this shit again. And there's a big ass hole in his brain. They can't. They can't find it like, okay, so this is like really did a job on you. So they can't even go in there and find this shit. 
So, and that's when uh they like they hit it, and that's when Miss Marvel's like, yeah, that's kind of like Professor X told me. Like he said, the Terra Genesis is is hiding my mutant powers also, and that's when Reed you're like, wait, what'd you say? He said the Terra Genesis hiding. He was like, that's what I did, and that's we get this cute ass panel right here of Mister Fantastic and Miss Marvel big hand high fiving each other, stretching. Just stretching half power like because she basically what Reed did, he took the inhuman terrogenesis miss because it has the power to kill mutants, but at a low level dose, it can actually mask and hide their powers. She so was like, That's what I use to build my machine. Like, because of you, Miss Marvel, now I, now I can build a machine again. So when I build a machine again, I'll let you know and I'll give you a call. Like, cool. And they get in their link continental and they fly away. And that's when, you know, Human Torch and really like, bye. They're like, man, fuck the X-Men, man. <laughs> like, they don't say mutants. They just don't like the X-Men. They're like, sometimes we like them, but this crew right here, this roster they got right now, now nah, they suck. So, uh, and yeah, that's it. So meanwhile, we cut to Dr. Stasis and Firestar, who's like a, a Orcus spy. And apparently they found out that Juggernaut was about to escape. So they sent Nimrod back in there to beat the shit out of Juggernaut and bash his head in. And he was like, so we're going to be done with Juggernaut. What we're going to do, I'm going to reach in. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to fuck this up, Eli. And I know I'm going to get roasted by the people listening to this. But I'm going to say it anyway. The Cytorek gem. The Cytorek gem that's inside of Juggernaut. Dr. Stasis wants it. He's going to perform surgery on Juggernaut, take the gem out of him, and put the gem in himself and become Dr. Juggernaut. And she's like, oh, okay. like, oh, fuck. If they do that. They're going to be unstoppable. They're going to kill Juggernaut. So Firestar has to find a way to alert the X-Men that they're about to kill Juggernaut and, be, and basically take the powers of Juggernaut. The end. So, yeah. So this was kind of like a eh, throwaway filler book, really. It was like whatever. Because these X-Men books have been getting momentum since the fall of X has been falling. But this is just like, okay, what the Fantastic Four doing here? Okay, whatever. Uh, But... Yeah, that's that's about it. I wish Mitt Reed would kind of a little bit more pissed about the fact that you know he was mind wiped by the the X Men. Now the X Men want his help. He just seemed like he's cool about it. He's just eating chips and shit. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess. So uh, overall, uh, three out of five. Like I said, it's a filler book. I think the next one will be a little bit better. Like we got it has Firestar versus Juggernaut on the next issues. We'll see what happened with that. So yeah. Uh, anything anything else you got or? No, I'm pretty booked out. I mean, I read that Ghost Rider annual, but that was just a you know one-off story with Elsa Bloodstone and Ghost Rider and that Talia fighting the Hood. He's back. On, the, the guy with the state. has he been in those Ghost Rider books? He just no, up. not lately. I, I haven't seen him. I can't remember last time. Like, oh yeah, I know. Last time we saw, we saw him, he in, shows uh, that he's got a book, a evil book, and he's. Yeah, because he was in that black cat book and they made him like his book bag ate him or some shit, I guess. I don't know. But I back down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read I that. Know. But he's yeah, got an evil was... book and he's doing shit in Salem. It's like a it's a whole another, it's a Halloween-centric, you know, story. They go to Salem, Massachusetts, because of evil shit, and yeah. So it was all right. So I guess. So Yep, that's all the books we got. We're booked out. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Like I said, if you listen more than 30 seconds, we appreciate you because you help out the algorithm. Uh, Eli, you know what next Friday is. I'm pretty sure I you do. do. Friday 13th? 
Oh, yes, I do know what that is. I was going to say, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I know you know that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yes, I do know, yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th you... falls in October, yes. <laughs> but thir- 13, Friday the 13th falls in October, so I know you got to plan something, so whatever you do, just go ahead and plan it. Uh, Like I said, we'll come up with something next week. Oh, what will I do next? Oh, this is what I'm going to do next week. This is what I'm going to do next week, because I want to save it for this week. The RoboCop demo dropped. I think it's like the first three levels of the game. Okay. I'm going to play it, stream it, and review it next week. Right. That's on. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right so that's what we do. Oh, uh, that, that's that's all I got. Oh, yeah. Also, check out this Geeks Comics. Like I said, if you like the little bitty morsel of Transformers we gave you, check them out. They'll appreciate you going to the whole show. Deep. Deep. All deep. this shit. Yes. Yes. They're going to wow. dig into it. So, yeah. Uh, and that's all I we didn't, got. Like, I, 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 I tried watch, finishing up the Chucky season two. I, I hadn't I, started. I'm going to get it. Is that bad? It's rough. Yeah, I can't. I, oh, damn. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Because I was going to try and watch the new season that, that I guess aired this week. But Yeah, because the yeah. new season airs on Peacock same day now. So Yeah, so I did not do that. Oh, oh I watched the Continental. Thought that was cool. <laughs> Should we talk about? Let's talk about condo next week. All right. I want to. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. You want to? You want? Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to get into it. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. I don't want to like throw it at the end. It was like the Lord. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Plus, plus, I want to talk about John Wick also. All right. Like, like both of them. We're gonna do a thing. So let's talk about next week. Robocop, John Wick, Continental, and I I think I missed something. Whatever. We'll talk about it. Yeah, whatever. No, no, sorry. I'll watch it, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys this week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. You see this smoke? You see this smoke? Blessings, blessings, white I see elephants house on the board of a sailing lady docked on the Ivory Coast. Mercedes in a row, winding down the road I hope my black skin don't dirt this white tuxedo Before the boss got sure And if so Well fuck it, fuck it Because this water drown my family This water makes my blood This water tells my story This water knows it all Go ahead and spill some champagne In the water on the waves of the ocean uh, dope boy still smelling like cocaine white boat white road can he be more cleaner the oil you spill that bp ain't clean up i'm anti uh, santa maria only christopher we acknowledge is wallace i don't even like wash tins in my pocket black card go hard when i'm shopping boat docked in front of a man's picking cotton Silken fleeces, lay on my cheeses. Oh my God, I hope y'all don't get seasick. See me in shit you never saw. If it wasn't for these pictures, they wouldn't see me at all. Uh, whole world's in awe. I crash through glass ceilings, I break through closed doors. I'm on the ocean, I'm in heaven. Yacht, ocean 11. Elephant house on the board of a sailing lady. Docked on the ivory coast. Mercedes in a row, winding down the road. I hope my black skin don't dirt this white tuxedo before the boss got sure. And if so, well, fuck it, fuck it. 
Because this water drowns my family This water makes my blood This water tells my story This water knows it all Go ahead and spill some champagne In the water Go ahead and watch the sun blaze On the waves of the ocean Me and Tata's like Pablo and Papa Winding dirt roads on mopeds, spilling opus. Welcome to the magnum opus, the Magna Carta, the best selling author decoded. Yeah. On a holiday, playing strange fruit. From a maker to a billy, I can't take the same route. Swoosh, that's the sound of the border. Swoosh, and that's the sound of a baller. Muhammad Hovi, my back against the rope. The black made back, I'm back inside the boat. Shepherd Ferry, they finally gave me some hope. Can't believe they got a nigga to vote. Democrat, nope, so dope. The troubled waters had to learn how to flow. On the ocean, I'm in heaven. Yacht, Ocean 11. Elephant house on the bow of a sailing lady. Docked on the Ivory Coast. Mercedes in a row, winding down the road. I hope my black skin don't dirt this white tuxedo before the boss got sure. And if so, well, fuck it. Because this water drowns my family This water makes my blood This water tells my story This water knows it all Go ahead and spill some champagne In the water Go ahead and watch the sun blaze On the waves of the ocean